He's got a teeny little nose. Teeny little nose. And he looks tall. And yeah. And his ears don't always go all the way up. Yeah, sometimes they, they lop off to the side. One or, side or the other. Yeah, they're different different sides. And he pushes his cheeks up. Yeah. They're like jelly. He's got a little he's got a little little, little red cheeks. Little jelly cheeks. Yeah. Uh oh my god. <laughs> Hi, hey. this is Love's Common Phenominator. <laughs> oh, hi there. Sorry, we didn't see you there. Uh, we're just reminiscing about our best friend, Detective Pikachu. Uh, we would die for him? I would literally uh, take a knife to the gut Yeah. to defend Detective Pikachu. Bullet is quicker. Yeah, but that, uh, I'm talking about what I w- would do. Exactly. It's not just... A bullet is faster, but we would still take a knife. Yeah, I would take the knife right to the gut. For Detective Pikachu? Stomach wound. I hear those are the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Turn your off? fucking phone off. It's unacceptable. Good How dare you. you. Now you're here in the dark side of Locom Phenom. How fucking dare you keep your phone on. This is this is your Christian Bale moment. Yeah. I just want everybody to know Olivia Hydar, Christian Bale, exactly the same. You stand in my fucking lights! <laughs> Are you a professional? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... You're never gonna work in this town again, mate. Good for you. Good, Good for, for you. you. I, know, I know I'm supposed to back off the mic. Honestly, I'll when happily fix that in post. Just so we can keep the fact. Oh, good for you. That we have that memorized. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I also kind of side with Christian Bale, even though he's kind of a dickhead. But like Christian also, Bale like, is an aggressive dickhead. But as someone that's had to like have shooting schedules now. Yeah. And I've I've had a few moments where I'm like sitting there clenching my fist and I'm like. I yeah, well, and that's apparently, like, the thing is, like, that guy just does, like, he's, like, really bad about those sorts of things, skating in eyelines and shit. Uh, and <laughs> so this is our Christian Bale defense podcast. Uh, where we only uh, defend, defend Christian I, Bale. But I do know, you know why I, I have most of that speech memorized is that there is this song uh, called Are You Professional by a band called The May She. And they, uh, it, they made a quick, like a, a, a pop song around, uh, the rant, the Christian Bale rant. And I love, it's a bop. I fucking loved it. I, I would sing it all the time. Luke, our theme song, uh, creator, he and I would fucking sing it all the time. We still use it, reference it as like when talking to each other. It comes up pretty recently. So, yeah, I, I think about that Christian Bill rant all the time. Oh, yeah. Somebody once asked me what were my three most used quotes, and they asked me where they were from, not what they were. So I was like, Christian Bale, Watchmen, and Oppenheimer. And they're like, that's fucked up. And I'm like, <laughs> if you hear which ones they are, they work in many kinds of contents, <laughs> like context, yeah. like Christian Bale, good for you. <laughs> Watchmen, Rorschach. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. I use that like once a day. <laughs> and Oppenheimer, now I am become death, the story of worlds. I find a reason. I, yeah, I am often become death. 
destroyer of worlds. worlds. Yeah. Usually it's something where like I've eaten too much cheese and I'm like now <laughs> now I am become cheese destroyer of rooms. Uh, yeah. Definitely. But I find a way. It's happened today. You said that after you came out of the bathroom. Now I have become cheese destroyer of toilet. <laughs> I didn't even eat cheese. That's the oh, weird yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't even get the cheese. I had the cheese. It yeah. was gross cheese. It, I, like, if the hot dog was the same quality as the cheese that I had at the movie theater, then I would not, I don't blame you for throwing, throwing up. up. I would take some bites and then be like, this is a hot dog. And then I'd take another bite and I'd be like, something is wrong with this hot dog. And then I take yeah. another bite, and it was like this hot dog is fine again. So I couldn't. You know what was figure out wrong was... with it? It's that it's from a movie theater. And that and refrigeration is subpar. I mean, it's just any generally any complex food you get from a from a movie theater uh, concession stand is not great. And yeah. this comes from someone who's worked same at um, a lot of movie theaters. Same. They're uh, never good. No. No, bad for you. I am someone that used to take the pepperonis off and heat them in the oven so I can put them on a salad. Yeah. Uh, but this is the second time that you and I have gone to see a movie for the podcast. Uh, and then I've eaten a hot dog. That you have eaten a movie theater hot dog and then vomited afterwards. So, and the first time it was, so it was such a mesmerizing experience that we had to cancel and it created a whole thing. <laughs> It was like watching the fountains at Bellagio. <laughs> Everyone has turned off the podcast now. No one is listening. To our Detective Pikachu episode, we should be talking about Detective Pikachu. <laughs> and not vomiting like a Vegas monument. <laughs> this Jesus. is who we are. Oh, my God. We're the little <laughs> raccoons in the garbage can on the cover, Olivia. Uh, they need to be reminded. Oh, man, I really love Detective Pikachu. Let me go on iTunes and see if anyone on the podcast are talking about Detective Pikachu. Okay. What's this one? Oh, this seems cool. They're in raccoons on the cover. Here, what is this? Vomiting like the fountains at Bellagio. <laughs> So if you're still listening. So, hey, everybody. There will be Detective Pikachu spoilers. All of them. Yeah, we're going to talk about the whole movie. The whole uh, movie. We'll let you know when we actually get into, like, plot details. Although, yeah. it's interesting. Like, uh, I feel like it's hard to really spoil the experience of this movie. Although, there are certain things that, like, are so insane that happen that I uh, will definitely, like, you don't want to know everything going in so go watch the movie yeah before listening to this. watch the movie before listening because there are some interesting things that they like want to like spring on you yeah there's, uh, some, there's the story takes some fucking wild turns it that i did not expect hard left turn on the steering wheel in so like, many moments i i was so on board for every twist but it like it really was uh, wild. Yeah, very wild. One uh, of the most wild kids' movies that I've seen recently. And I'm going to be honest, the way that I'm going to talk about it, even if you aren't interested in the franchise, yeah, the fact that this exists now... God, it's nuts. It's really wild. It's insane. Yeah, so we'll we'll let you know when, when we start getting into, like, the really spoiler... Like, general spoiler warning, we're going to talk about Detective Pikachu... And we'll have more specific spoiler warnings before we talk about anything. Yeah. We'll, we're going to do some general thoughts and stuff. Like, first of all, generally off, I super respect the opinions of a lot of my peers, but a lot, a lot of people I know 
that love Pokemon went into this, and I felt like expected way too much from this when it I, delivered so much already. It's so I I don't understand not uh, being delighted by this. I mean, like I I want so right off the bat, I I really like this movie. I I've it, loved it. I mean, I like it really my fun. expectations were high, and but like pretty measured, and it really met them in every way. I think it's yeah. a really fun kids movie. A kids movie with a bizarre concept that I had a lot of fun. Yeah, at. that's really visually interesting and really well written. Shot beautifully. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It looks amazing. Like especially like all of these scenes of the city at night all lit by neon or lens flare hiding a face like, or an yeah, image. It's really really gorgeous. Or just these landscape it's, moments. It like it opens on like these beautiful like pastoral shots yes, on a countryside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually shot really well for a kids movie. Yeah, I really I really like uh, the look of it in general I think. It's, it's put together in a very fun way. Uh, yeah, it's super well written and like in all of the actors I think are having a lot of fun and I think Justice Justice Smith in particular is so great. He reminds me of every cute little nerd boy. That's just kind of, like, to himself. Yeah. Uh, just those uncomfortable, I don't know what to do with my arm boys. Right. That I adore so much. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really is, like, uh, he's very cute and very funny yeah. uh, when the movie needs him to be funny. But he's always carrying, he carries this weight of uh, grief really well. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a really interesting performance. And, and he's... Constantly acting against a thing that wasn't there. A thing that wasn't there. <laughs> that was when pro- it is there, it's Ryan Reynolds. So it's like five hundred percent energy. Well, but also like probably not even Ryan Reynolds on the set. Yeah. You know, like it's probably just some guy off stage, like giving a line reading or something. Yeah. And he's still like maintaining the energy and oh. really fitting him well. What I mean is that on the other end of the energy, once something is there, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yes, yeah. And he. Brilliantly was like, I'm going to play this as straight man as possible. Yeah, he's the straight man. To foil that. But he, like, he plays it with a lot of, like, eye-face reactions that he yeah. has a lot of, he has a lot of fun with. Totally. Yeah. I, uh, I think, he, I think he's really uh, very good in the movie. Uh, giving a very grounded performance in something that could have easily just been a very silly movie. He really, you feel the emotions behind the story because he's conveying them so well. It's really, really good. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see what else. Uh, basic thoughts. Uh, all of the Pokemon are my children and I'm so proud of them. I love all uh, of them. I love each and every one of them equally. Uh, but I think, I mean, God, Psyduck in this movie is so wonderful. <gasps> Psyduck. Like, Psyduck. He, he, the the voice that they've given him is amazing, uh, and he, I just am so happy by the decision to. He's basically the second lead Pokemon, like it's you know the fourth lead of the movie is Psyduck. I <laughs> from the moment he appears. Yeah. In that film noir ass style. Yeah, he it really is like it's this like lovely you know every you know the film noir you, you'll have like the shot of 
the stranger in the alley watching the suspicious stranger and in this movie the suspicious stranger in the alley is Psyduck <laughs> like and his little headache and his little tail and, and his fat away. booty it's just he's just so great and they and and perform so well and the style decisions that they've made for the Pokemon in this movie are is so interesting it's it's realistic in quotes uh but still stylized still exaggerated none of the characters have lost their like weirdness or weird proportions that make them or textures yeah or weird textures and stuff and all the things from the original artwork that makes them appealing they've retained that while just like adding texture and adding behavior and uh lighting them really well and there's so many of them but it never feels like you're being bombarded with cgi bullshit you know what yeah I mean? like which is in like a legitimately insane thought because you i guess are being bombarded with cgi bullshit <laughs> like just that's what's happening but Everything is integrated so well, and it just they they manage to make it feel like these are just the animals that exist in this world, and everybody and just knows just, them, and it just works. And they don't they don't work. They do the work to do very basic setup of the world of Pokemon. Yep, through like this sequence at the beginning where they try to catch a Cubone. And it's very cute and very funny. They get some good Cubone jokes in. Ah, uh, Cubone. Uh, and it's very good. And that's, like, it as far as... And then there's a nice little video as he's going into Rhyme City that just kind of sets up all of the basics of Pokemon. And then other than that, they never, like... You never have that moment of... That's like it when you're cornered by your 10-year-old cousin... And they're wanting to tell you about. Did you know that? uh, Yeah. There's this one, and he looks like a dog, but he also has fire. And uh, right, yeah, yeah, you never get that. Like it's they all just exist, and any of their abilities, they're things that like come across naturally. Like, uh, uh, I guess we're gonna start to get into like the actual plot of the movie. So if you if you want, these this is where like actual spoilers are gonna start happening. Like, we're going to talk about story specifics of the movie right now. This is when we're going to start talking about... So, spoiler warning, right now, Bill Nye goes into a Mewtwo. Uh, that's, that is what happens at the end of this movie. This is 2019. Fucking nuts. And Bill Nye goes into a Mewtwo. He goes inside it, and Ryan Reynolds, the actor, Ryan Reynolds, comes out of a Pikachu... But that's getting ahead of ourselves. I just want to get the law of ex- equivalent exchange. <laughs> uh, so this was for us. God. Uh, so yeah. So anyway. So spoiler alert. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> he arrives in uh, in 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 Rhyme City, yep. and there's this wonderful promotional video, and I was. Uh, saying something specifically about uh the noir aspect yep. of it 
Uh, I just can't remember uh, where I was at. Uh, well, the fact that it played out as a noir instead of like, I'm going to go to an adventure and catch Pokemon. Yeah. that's not sustainable for a movie. But the whole, like detective sidekick looking for the guy who killed his partner and the son looking for yeah. who killed his dad and and like for it's the, w- the weirdest like when you really think about it it is the absolute weirdest place to start for a pokemon movie because yep. it's so far removed from the basic concept of pokemon yeah <laughs> but somehow because it's so far removed that gives it this framework that it's able to then lay the Pokemon yeah. around. Because with a detective movie, with a noir movie, there's a lot of, like, we have to go to this person and go to this thing. So there's a lot of, like, reasons for travel right? that give us the, well, this is just how this hangs out in this world. Yes. And this is what works in exactly. this area. And it did it in a way that didn't feel ham-fisted and still also gave me all of the film noir tropes yeah. in very fun ways. Totally, yes. Every like, time it played with that kind of stuff, it was very fun. When it played with, like, the femme fatale and it's yes. like, oh, she's actually kind of a spaz case. Yeah, that's, uh, so that's, like, the very beginning when he, like, finds out that his dad's disappeared. And, uh, yeah, at the apartment building, he gets cornered by Psyduck, uh, who is that mysterious stranger. Uh, and you get some fun Psyduck stuff, and yeah, then his and then Psyduck's partner is uh, played by Catherine Newton. Uh, I can't remember what her name was in the what her character's name was off the top of my head, uh, but uh, Lucy. Uh, and yeah, and she first comes off as like the you know starts to play herself off as the hard nosed uh, journalist. But is actually just an unpainted intern who writes listicles about the cutest Pokemon. Newsflash, they're all cute. Yeah, which is a great line. Very good line. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. I, <laughs> because guess what? They are. They're all they cute. They are. Every single one is the perfect. Whole and I'm all of their mothers. I, I am their mother, and they are my children. Yeah. And I love them dearly. They're our babies. Uh, at one point, I just looked at you and I was like, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just crying. It's overwhelming. <laughs> and yeah, and that's I, I guess that's what I was getting at. Uh, that's what I was getting at before the spoiler is uh, the way that the Pokemon are just integrated into the into the world and everything that you learn about them is just demonstrated in the movie instead of someone being like, oh, that's Apom. He is an electric ape. He, you better watch out for his electric tail or he'll zap you. You know, like, yeah. the big, like, really shitty exposition. Like, instead it's just, there are these monkeys hanging around, and then when the gas makes them, the, you know, the crazy Mewtwo gas makes them go crazy, then they turn electric. And yeah. that's, and you just, you discover these things organically. Yeah. And, like, that's how it is with all of them. There's never any sort of, like, overt in-world explanation. And they give you an amount of exposition that is expected for a kids movie. Yeah. Because, like, it, I remember watching kids movies and also being like, I need a little more uh, at times. Right. And But they do it in a way where even as an adult, I'm like, all right, this is fair. Yeah, it's fun. It's usually pretty fun and well made. Uh, you know, like the, I, I really like the little uh, intro to Rhyme City video where, you know, you have, like, the very Ash-like guy with the baseball and hat, hat. Uh, facing off against the the other team at the at the big coliseum and it kind of gives you a taste of like that's the that's the pokemon world that you're kind of like you'd probably be the most familiar with 
and then uh, it puts that in context, and it talks about how Rhyme City, like, they, you know, people in Pokemon exist together. The Pokemon get jobs. Do they earn money? Who knows? Don't worry about it. it but, like, it's just... They just want to hang out. It just gives you enough of, an ex, like, an explanation of the basic world without getting, like, crazy in-depth and just letting all of the little details uh, spring up as they go. I... So many aspects in that that I appreciate where it's, like, character design, mwah. Yeah. Lighting, mwah. Uh, the lighting is gorgeous. Like, what a perfectly lit movie. Like, it's so much, like, you know, the the open, the scene with him and his dad's apartment, it's all lit with these really gorgeous neon lights through the windows. Oh, and so just, nice. it's really, really well made. And, like, it's a also a great movie to be stoned to, because, again, because yeah. the exposition is for kids, it's not ham-fisted, but it's, like... <laughs> Thank you for feeding this to yeah. me. My brain is tired. I mean, it's just a nice, like, it's just a nice, well-constructed movie that is a great, f- like, fuel to, like, introduce Pokemon. Uh, and do we need to... No, a stranger just sent me a video, and I'm scared. Okay. That was, you just... Look at your phone and it had a okay. very concerned expression. So ever so I'm since like, I don't know if we need to stop. Ever or... since my name's just been like more and more public for different reasons, yeah. the amount of like how did you get this information moments I've been having have been increasing. Right. But they've mostly just been in like one person just sent me a video of themselves with a front facing camera talking about how they're uh, tired of uh, ranking favorite Avengers uh, okay. directly to my phone number, and so I was like, oh, I hope this isn't one of those. <laughs> or a dick. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, anyways. I hope it's not either of those. Although I think the first one would be worse. I'd rather. It actually s- is. I would rather get an unsolicited dick yeah. video. Just give me a penis than instead of your thoughts. Some nerd's face talking about not wanting to rank. <laughs> I don't want to rank him either. But like, yeah, don't mean, text my personal number. That. Send it to our podcast. Uh. Don't send it, because then I might see it. Send it to <laughs> Olivia. Oh, yeah. Just send it. Yeah, send them all to me, and then I'll... Send uh, your top ten cutest Pokemon to Olivia. Honestly, you could. That would I, actually... I really, I really like them. I love them all. There were so many moments where, like, something would come out, and I would just look at you and be like... Uh, and, like, like, I, like the, what's crazy is... So, like, I don't even know most of the pokemon that i saw because they were so many that were from the newer games that i haven't played but it didn't like i still you know got the idea i mean and i still loved each and every one of them Ludicolo. like my own children that i that they are ludicolo is one of the greatest screen presences <laughs> of all time surpassing humphrey bogart and Marlon Brando. Ah! It's just one of the most astounding things that's ever happened in a movie is Ludicolo. I felt your body become lighter and float every time it made a sound. I, it just is like the most amazing noise that comes out of its mouth, and I am obsessed with it. I love that somebody had to be sit down and be like, how are we going to... Yeah, what the fuck? What sounds are we going to have? Is that... Do you think... Okay, so I have... You know, I haven't watched any of the anime 
uh, that have any of these new characters. Is that what Ludicolo sounds like? No. It's not? (laughs) Okay. Then whoever fucking came up with the sound design for Ludicolo should be given the Nobel Prize. For the amount of joy that they gave us. It was... It's... I I cannot overstate how wonderful it is to listen to. <laughs> From the Bulbasaur's big ass eyes to God. Squirtle Fireman putting. Oh the yeah, little... the little Squirtle Fireman is one of the best parts of that promotional video. Oscar, <laughs> it's so amazing. Because like this movie encapsulates what I want in a summer popcorn movie, which is just just make me feel good. Yeah, it really is. It it's it's a Again, just a night, a good movie with like, like those characters are so great. Yeah, and yeah, just and as a big noir nerd, even more yeah, fun. Yeah, totally. It's so much fun. Like, uh, so okay, we're we're really uh, we're we're glossing over. We just are gushing over how we have to is. say something about the I, plot. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but like you know, it's like. Uh, it, it does open, it opens with Mewtwo escaping yep. from the lab, yep. which is very cool, I thought, very, very we, exciting. We got that same feeling that we did when we watched the first movie, where it's that, like, you know who Mewtwo is, you know he's, like, your big end game yeah, guy. Yeah, like, even if you don't know who Mewtwo is, you like, it's like, it's a great design where they're like, oh, that thing is obviously kind of uh, bad news. Yeah. Or, you know, or at least, like, The fact that it's always imprisoned, powerful. and then yeah, there's an totally, escape. Yeah, totally, yeah. And it's a, oh, shit, there's an escape. And it gives you just enough at the beginning where it's just, you know who Tim is, and you know he's kind of meek, and he doesn't have a Pokemon, and he's yeah. always kind of dunked on. And then he gets a phone call, and he gets that everything is different face, right. and it sets up, all right, your dad's been in an accident, and he's dead, and it was probably something related to the beginning of the movie, because car accident. Right. It sets, sets us right up. For, yeah. again, a child or a stoner, on board, I know what this noir <laughs> is taking place. Uh, yeah, and, uh, oh, and then we get that lovely scene with Ken Watanabe and his yep. snubble. Uh, I love snubble! <laughs> and the snubble is, like, this giant pink bulldog that imitates Ken Watanabe whenever he would move. It would, like, make the same face. Because like, it wanted to be chief as well. It was really cute. Uh, we're never going to get through I've any been, part of the plot because we're just going to def- get stuck on how cute they are. I am defeated by this movie. <laughs> It's, it just, it presses all, it just is like a pure shot to the pleasure centers of your brain. It's fucking, it's Molly it's for feelings. fucking. Yeah. I prefer it. Honestly, same. Uh, I like, po- I like Detective Pikachu more than I like coming. Yeah, honestly, it, way more satisfying and I feel way less embarrassed afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> And he's, like, a great, like, older detective. Like, your dad would have been really proud. Yeah, type. he's, I mean, fucking Ken Watanabe. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. He's, he's, like, one of the greatest actors that we have now. So he's selling it. He really is killing it. Like. And what I love is after Tim discovers Detective Pikachu, they use a very common noir detective trope to give kids a little bit of exposition without, again, making it as a, this is just what's happening, yeah. which is the walk and talk. Yeah, totally. Lots of walk and talking. They went into a walk and talk. Yeah. After That's the some A-Pong. Sorkin-ass shit. Yeah, they, so Pikachu, uh, they, he meets Pikachu, uh, 
in the dad's apartment. Yep. And then that then the big apom chase happens. Yeah. Apom is a is a purple monkey. And they were exposed to this chemical that he found in a yeah. vial. Yeah. That uh, basically gives like this purple cloud, and then these Pokemon go nuts. Yes, and, so and that's how he is able to talk to Pikachu. I think also. Yes, because he takes yeah. him straight to the face. Yeah, although like then later your boss uh, gets like it all over him, and uh, I think it's implied that the link is also because that's his dad. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, uh, yeah, and that is a really important thing that is a very interesting thing on the rewatch, because I have seen this movie yeah. twice now, uh, is that Pikachu is his dad the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he doesn't remember. It's, I, <laughs> but they just feel it. Pikachu's his dad! That, the My moment. My dad, Pikachu. The moment I realized it, because I actually realized it pretty early on. Yeah, yeah, because we're adults. Because we're grown ups. <laughs> it's a kid's movie. Like, it's hard, and I realized it's not hard it, to like, get ahead of it. Pretty early on. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I was like, but at the same time, I was like, no. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, <laughs> and you, then it happened, you think I was like, about it early yeah. on because they mention, like, because of Mewtwo's whole psychic abilities and things. Oh, I thought of it even earlier than that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but when like, he was like, I'm sure if your dad's here right now. Oh, yeah, totally. And yes. just the way he delivered it, I was like, that's his fucking dad. <laughs> and, like, I wasn't sold on the idea of Pikachu being his dad up until Pikachu was his dad. And I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it, <laughs> like, when it occurred to me was when they had the flash. There's a, he has a flashback when he's first at his dad's apartment to uh, learning that his mom died. Mm-hmm. And you see his grandma, like, hug his dad and they conspicuously never show his dad's face and that's where i'm like his dad's ryan reynolds right yeah because here's the thing for people like you and me yeah we have to make the mental connection in our head oh ryan reynolds is old enough to be justice smith's dad (laughs) That took me a second because I kept doing the age math. Yeah, I was that like, was the thing. Justice is supposed to be twenty one. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is so he would have had him at this age. Like it makes sense. Yeah, he's an older man. He's like almost fifty, probably. Yeah, it was just weird. To, yeah, no, ha- it was, you have it was to weird for me. You have to make that math, and then also then it is a matter of are they actually gonna follow through on the thing that makes the most sense, which is Pikachu is his dad, and then they separate him from Pikachu at the end. Which is so, which is such a ballsy move, I think. Yeah. Because that's like, you're effectively saying you can't have a Detective Pikachu too. Then you've got to make a different kind of Pokemon movie. Because how does he? It's gonna take a lot to for me to buy that his dad is in Pikachu again, and then it won't be weird. I feel like it would be too weird. Yeah. If his dad, if like, then the entire second movie, we know that his dad is Pikachu. <laughs> Yeah, unless his dad finds his way into an Eevee, because that seems to be... (laughs) Now that it's Detective Eevee, and he just... Ah, now I'm stuck in a Snorlax! Time for Detective Snorlax! Man, we can have 150 sequels! (laughs) My dad keeps getting stuck in Pokemon. Over 800 sequels is how many Pokemon there are. Uh, The Ditto shit was magnificent. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, we should definitely talk about Ditto. How the fact that he. They they do a great job of establishing Ditto very quickly early on without 
drawing too much attention to it, and then you kind of just forget about Ditto for most of the movie until at the end you realize that Ditto has been at least three characters in the movie so far. And then you're like, oh! Which is another one of the absolutely bugfuck insane ideas that this movie has, which is that Ditto... And they again they establish it really early because he uh, when when they first go to visit the news station, uh, Ditto turns into just some lackey to like uh, help Bill. Yeah, just like a PA. Yeah, and which is weird enough. Like it's if you are a if you are a person who knows what Ditto is, then you're like, oh, I didn't know they could be humans. That's yeah. That's a new twist. But uh, but then you just kind of forget about it, and then yeah, it turns out that there's a character, uh, Miss Norman, mm-hmm. uh, who's played by uh, Su- Suki Waterhouse. Yes. Uh, who has pink hair and pink gloves and pink and, eyebrows. Yeah, and uh, little ditto eyes, <laughs> little weird ditto eyes. Little weird ditto eyes. If it wasn't for the fact that we named our episodes what they're about. Would be the name of this episode. <laughs> Little yeah. weird ditto eyes. Little weird ditto eyes. Uh, yeah, I thought all that. I thought that was a really good reveal that uh, I was not necessarily expecting. Uh, I did not expect them to go there with ditto. Yep. That's it weird. That's a crazy thing to introduce. And I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I'm so into it. Oh, one fun thing happened that during the movie was realizing after a character had been on the screen for a bit that he was my boss. Um, Oh yeah. So yeah, that actually is perfectly timed. Uh, Yeah. So, so they, they make their way to uh, the underground uh, Pokemon fighting ring, which is apparently illegal in rhyme city. Cause rhyme city they're they work together. They don't fight. Yeah. And when they went and then they go and there's a really cool battle between a Gengar and a Blastoise. That's it looks going amazing. On. It looks so cool. And Gengar like looks like fucking terrifying. It's amazing. Yeah. And there's that. Pokemon... He's got human teeth. Yeah. And there's he that... has human teeth. Like Sonic. Like big human teeth. It's amazing. But like he's supposed to be off putting. Which works. Yeah. And then you have that Pokemon you got that I can't remember that it does like the oh, like, yeah. dubstep what is drop that noises. The fucking speaker ear thing. I love the design that of those. Really cool. And the fact that they're just like, yeah, dubstep no- noises. I'm like, fucking soul. It's very cool, yeah. Uh but yeah, so they go to this place and uh they 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 meet the guy who's been dealing the gas. This the R gas. Yep. And apparently, you know him. I didn't. Yep. <laughs> he like he because I didn't recognize him in the dark and with his beard and shit. And then he started talking for a bit. I'm like, why is this motherfucker? Oh my god, this was my boss for like three months. <laughs> uh, when I worked on Nailed It Mexico, he was the host, Omar Chaparro. That's fucking crazy. Uh, and once I realized it was Omar, I was like, clearly this is Omar. Yeah. Because that is a man who's a living cartoon. <laughs> I will say, out of all of the control rooms I've had to sit in, I never slept yeah. in the Nailed Because other ones I'd like take intermittent naps. Never in the Nailed in Mexico ones, because that man will improvise the weirdest shit to entertain himself. <laughs> and it's actually pretty legitimately fun to watch. Okay. Uh... But, yeah, just that moment where I was like, right, because our shooting schedule had to be around. (gasps) 
this. <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> he's very fun. Yeah. He plays this very sleazy drug dealer guy. Oh, he super did it because, like, his kids were psyched about it. Yeah, and he's the guy who train he trains Charizard, and apparently uh, Pikachu had beaten his Charizard. Yeah. And so they have a little battle. So it's very fun. It's a f- All the action scenes, are, I think, are really, like, energetic and fun yep. and like i never they're they're not that kind of hyperkinetic chaotic uh editing you know overcutting and yeah. making things seem like too cool or too thick <clears throat> or whatever it's very classically shot and yeah. like and everything like it works and all the action scenes are just really entertaining to watch yeah uh and uh he throws a a magic carp at, at Charizard. And then it becomes a Gyarados. And it becomes a Gyarados. Because evolution. And then they get sprayed out. Yeah, and then they get sprayed out. Uh, it was very fun. But they got led there. We should talk about what yeah. leads them to your boss, your old boss, uh, is Mr. Mayan. Yeah. Who was in, big in the first trailer. Like that, he's like, he was, I think, the breakout weirdo of the, of the first trailer. If you can't see right now, because this is an audio format, yeah, I'm miming like Mr. Mime. Yeah, the Mr. Mime quotes don't really uh, translate to the podcast medium. But they were so well done. Yeah, no, it was line for line. It was and actually it, amazing. It was line for line amazing. One of the funniest interrogation scenes I've ever seen. Uh, it, the animation in it, and also the actor, like... And the sound editing where it was, like, him being in a box and the way he'd, like, play off yeah, the box. Yeah, I really liked that. So, yeah, uh, they, even when you go past, like, the, the interrogation that they had in the trailer, like, yeah, he, he puts up the invisible wall and he and Justice Smith, like, plays along and goes into the invisible, you know, make-believe wall and they dampen his sound, his voice, and it's very funny. Yeah, and Justice also plays it like he accidentally hit his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, it's done in a way that everyone is having such a fun tango with each other, yeah. even the people working in post. Totally. Like, you can tell a post had a blast. They, I wonder, I would love to see some of the behind the scenes. I yeah. Want, because I feel like, I wonder if he had someone there doing some sort of mocap. Yeah. For for Mr. Mime, because he is, like, that is such a specific character. Like, that Mr. Mime is a huge dickhead. Like, and they really, like, played it up in the animation. And I'd be really interested to see, behind the scenes, how much of it is straight animation and how much of it is uh, motion capture or motion reference and how much of it is animating a physical object because yeah. I, I think i saw a maquette of psyduck that they would use so i would imagine that they yeah but like it's like very creepy because it has no express it's like totally blank and expressionless like ditto uh and then they animate all of the facial expressions onto it and like the motion and stuff which i imagine is what like she probably is carrying that around when lucy puts him in a backpack <laughs> just think that. So he's a little backpack, <laughs> and then they have this chase scene when they go into the lab to uh, figure out where yeah. Mewtwo came from, and Psyduck gets a headache. But they, I, before, wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry, I want to finish. Really I want to, no, it's okay. I want to finish talking about Mr. Mime though, because yes. they do pretend light him on fire. Yes, <laughs> they douse him in gasoline. Hilarious, and then light him on pretend fire, which is. 
dark. That's why I liked it. That's extremely dark. That's why that scene was perfect because noirs get fucking dark and they played off of the darkness by being like, it's clearly not real, but like, what if? But like, also though, but with the rules of Mr. Mime, are the imaginary things actually happening to him? Because he freaks out about it, like, and it makes him talk. So did they pretend burn him alive, and then he, like, actually felt the fire? (laughs) These are the questions that that arise. So inside it gets a headache. (laughs) So, yeah, so the whole movie, they're, like, talking, they're they're setting up... (laughs) That you can't stress Psyduck out. And this is a key, going back to the games in the original anime, it's like a key Psyduck thing is that when Psyduck gets stressed out. Don't stress out that duck. Yeah, he gets, when Psyduck gets stressed, then he releases a psychic explosion and blows up everything. And so that's like this ticking time bomb the whole movie that they constantly are talking about makes Pikachu give him a foot massage. (laughs) Which is hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, because early on, they in the scene in uh, Lucy's office, yeah, uh, like Psyduck and Pikachu have a conversation where Psyduck is Psyduck's like the only Pokemon or any being other than those two mm-hmm. who know that Tim and Pikachu could talk to each other and manipulate it. <laughs> he really he like uses that information. And uh, yeah, it's very funny. Like, he do you has care his... about your partner's life? Yeah, rub my feet. <laughs> exactly. Very funny. And like, uh, and and Psyduck's animation is just so amazing. I just, I just could watch a whole movie about just Psyduck. If it's just the adventures of Psyduck, the way his little round body's picked up, the way he holds his head when he's in the backpack, and then Pikachu's like, "You, I hate rubbing your feet. I hate that I did that." <laughs> Yeah, they they go to the lab where where Mewtwo is made, and uh, they get chased by Greninjas, who are also made in the lab. And, yeah, and they they make Psyduck. uh, They decide that that's the perfect time for Psyduck to explode. And so he gets the, he does. It's very funny. And then it wakes up those Toteras. Yeah, so what's really cool is that you don't actually know what's happening for, like, so long. It's just this insane world change. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, after Psyduck explodes, then, like, all of a sudden, like, the Earth is, like, rolling up like a fucking blanket. And, uh, yeah, it's this very chaotic, like, almost like a natural disaster movie for a little bit. It's very fun. I love Uh, that. And, yeah, you find out it's, like, the giant Toteras that they were making. I didn't, that's another Pokemon that I had no idea what it was. Like That one I was familiar with. Yeah, I didn't know it. Uh, I liked it because it goes back to ancient lore that the Earth was created by a turtle. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I I, 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 know, I get the idea. And, uh, and then they ask <clears throat> what's holding up the turtle, and it's turtles all the way down. Yeah. And uh, from... Toterra's all the way down. That point on, Pikachu has like a weird flashback after he's revised. Oh, yeah, he gets hit in the head with a rock. Yeah. He gets hit in the head in a rock, and they, they fall into the ocean. And then uh, they see the Bulbasaurs. So many Bulbasaurs. And, and they help. There's a herd of Bulbasaurs. Well, and, but first, Justice Smith has to give a very emotional and heartfelt speech to a Bulbasaur. And it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he I can't plays lose it extremely well. 
like you really feel the whole the whole movie you feel his loss and it's really effective he's a great actor i've never seen him in anything else yeah and i really like him and i want to see him in other things because uh he's fucking sells this speech to a bulbasaur he sells it and then the bulbasaur take him on this gorgeously like beautifully shot walk it's like a miyazaki Movie. It's like a Miyazaki moment where it's like everybody breathes for a second. It's like these, you know, the herd of little Bulbasaurs and then the the floating, uh, glowing mushroom thingies. I don't know the that. Pokemon I know what they're called and some Rosalias. Uh, and yeah. And and then Mewtwo comes and heals him. And you and, find out that Mewtwo's not actually evil. And that Pikachu broke him out, so then it's just kind of like, was Pikachu deceptive? And Well, yeah, that's like a little, that's one of those moments where it's just like, they kind of have, they want to separate him. And they so wanted they, some unnecessary drama. Yeah, so they had to they like had to. be like, oh, well, he's gonna say he can't be around him because he's trouble. Because I, I betrayed my partner. It's yeah. like, no, dude, you have amnesia. Maybe you don't trust your brain right now. <laughs> it's fine, you know. Uh, and, and Mewtwo seemed chill anyway. Yeah. But, but he gets captured, and then Bill Nye gets put inside Mewtwo. Because we find out that he was behind it the whole time. Yeah, he was trying to say it was his asshole son. And I really like that, even though his asshole son is not the villain of the movie, it turns out, but he's n- still an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, they never make him not an asshole, which I thought was very uh, good. They never, yeah. He didn't all of a sudden, it you know, it wasn't ditto when he was yelling at Lucy earlier in the movie. He was just still he that dickhead. He was dick just hole. a dickhead. And then, like, Bill Nye is like, I actually want everybody to be one and the same, and I'm basically doing, like, Get Out, but with Pokemon? It's really weird. Like, he... <laughs> think about it that way <laughs> their bodies belong hilarious to hilarious how quickly he goes into full-on supervillain mode and pew 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 he starts like releasing gas and like turning as soon as he goes into the mewtwo and again bill nye the actor the wonderful british actor goes inside of the Mewtwo, and the Mewtwo talks, and it sounds like Bill Nye. And Bill Nye says things like, Pikachu cannot defeat Mewtwo in battle! And then I laugh forever. <laughs> and, I, and I just feel so warm inside. Because <laughs> that happens. Like, it really speaks to how much I love this franchise, that we've been talking for nearly an hour and it feels like 15 minutes because of how much I can say. I mean, we barely talked about what's happened in the movie, I feel like. (laughs) Because we keep stopping on how, because these characters were finally brought to us in a way that we've wanted. They're really awesome. I think of movies that I've watched in the past and I've liked them, but this gave me everything I wanted out of a Pokemon movie. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine like every other iteration of a Pokemon movie that I can conceptualize it would not be as fun as this. This wasn't this was having more fun than all of those. Yeah. Like it was a it's a blast. Like you it's it the the mystery element works really well. Like I thought that I like there are things that I figured out ahead of time but I was still surprised by a lot. Like I even though it was set up I was still legitimately surprised that ditto was multiple people in the movie yeah it was crazy and like i did not expect bill nighy to go inside the mewtwo (laughs) to fight everyone and i did not and i yeah like i 
again. I was like, well, surely something horrible is going to happen to the Pikachu in the separation. Nope. You get everyone. It's Pikachu's fine. And yeah, and full-on actor Ryan Reynolds comes out. And that is, I still think that's just so, like, it's really cool. And it, uh, it, it speaks well to the writers and to the people in charge of the franchise that they allowed the story to be taken through to its logical conclusion, even though it might make things more difficult for franchising later on. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's showing a confidence in the storytellers. Yep. And it's showing a confidence in the material that it can support other stories besides, one, like, future P- Pokemon movies don't have to have Detective Pikachu in Yeah. Them. They can be supported by the other weird characters. Because every past Pokemon movie has been, here's this giant mystical Pokemon, here's this endgame thing, point A, point B. Yeah. And this was, we're going to actually tell you a story. Totally. We're it's actually going to tell you a story. A story with a real a real emotional heart. And, and like, that is trying to, like... Genuine humor. Yeah, really funny in a lot of parts. Like, some humor that, like, I didn't particularly like, but I yeah. know that at least, like opening night seeing it with like a packed audience like people were laughing at everything yeah really enjoying it uh very funny filled with heart i just really really liked it thank you this movie for giving me cpr it really is great uh just like yeah and i and i really want to see more i want to see more uh movies in this world i love the way that they establish scale with the pokemon like, just in that first montage of shots through Rhyme City, like, the one I think about in particular, there's the shot that is, like, this eagle, I don't know, the Pokemon, this eagle Pokemon, yeah. like, flying through the city with a bag, and it lands on the crane, and then you see that it's, like, a giant bird that yeah. is landing on this crane. It's like, oh, that's a really subtle, like, pretty subtle way of, like, showing how big some of and scale are. yeah and like having the the snorlax in the middle of the road with the ma champ like guiding traffic and stuff nah. is just really really fun stuff like and a really good world building and a great way to establish like what's appealing about pokemon and and the possibilities of that world yeah and i yeah really i want to see more i like i there's so many ideas that you can like what they've established like you could have a whole movie just about lucy and Sida. yeah going and doing journalist stuff this legitimately fun. makes me happy for what the fruit franchise looks like yeah I, I hope that they i hope that they make another one it's directed i would just say it's directed by rob letterman yeah who uh directed ghostbusters a few years ago uh, not ghostbusters oh my god <laughs> Uh, Goosebumps yes. a few years ago. Did you see the new Goosebumps? Yeah, it was movie? really fun. It's, a, it's a, also a surprisingly fun movie. So far, my favorite take to handle children's tales retold in a way that doesn't feel like you're above the material. Yeah, it was it was super fun, uh, and I had a good time, and that was kind of what gave me some confidence like going into this. Uh, but yeah, um, really a blast. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I, I want to see more. Uh, yeah. What what do the folks expect from us down the line this month? Uh, so things are things have been shaken up. I guess we should talk. Uh, yes, we we've had some we had some crazy technical difficulties on the last episode. 
uh, where we had like an 18-minute version that got released several times and couldn't figure out exactly what was going on with it. Uh, and so it came ended up coming out pretty late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with uh, Our Lives Are Fucking Crazy Right Now. <sighs> and so uh, we were originally intending to go see this movie last Thursday. Yep. And uh, we've tried so hard it's just been like (laughs) trying to play double dutch it's been it's it's been like just the both of us looking at a window and being like (laughs) it's been like uh wrangling cats yeah and hurting hurting cats i'm a cat (laughs) and i'm a cat and so you know like uh it so uh we're kind of behind our originally planned schedule uh so next week uh Mm -hmm. we're gonna be talking about we're still gonna be talking about final fantasy the spirits within Uh, and then I think let's get Bioshock. Yeah. And then I, cause I really want to talk about Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we're not going to talk about the Bioshock series, but we are going to talk about Scott Pilgrim. Hell yeah. And that'll be fun. And I, cause we both love Edgar Wright. And we know Bioshock is amazing. And Bioshock's great. Like. It doesn't need yeah, to help. And it's, it's, I think it's easier for us to talk about movies too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so that's going to be kind of where we're going with the rest of the mini. It's a little bit of a different plan than we'd originally had. But, you know, shit happens. Life happens. It's been it's been fucking crazy and we can't uh we can't break ourselves uh in order to uh fit to an unrealistic schedule. My uterus is the Thunderdome. <laughs> the world is a Thunderdome. Everything's a Thunderdome. Where can the people find you? Uh you can find me on Twitter at hi there Hydar. Uh that's it. <laughs> I'm actually I'm doing a I'm doing a stand up comedy show. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I I think you have to be a person living in the old folks home where I'm performing <laughs> in order to see it. So I'll check in. Yeah, that's not a plug. Uh, I, I I I think it's in two weeks. Uh, I'm excited for you. I, I haven't done stand up in. I haven't either. Long time. We'll get each other through this. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I, I have a policy of not saying no to things. <laughs> if someone offers me a gig, I'm going to do the gig. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at LocomPhenom. You can uh, find me on at Nesgrit and all forms of social media. Uh, find me on El Ray Nation on the El Ray uh, Network every Thursday night. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and check out my sketch team, Night Church. We have some fun sketches coming up, and I just wrote a short that has been described as upsetting, and don't come visit my kids anymore. Uh, <laughs> so that's been fun. Hell and yeah. uh, this has been Loka. Whoop. Yo, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe uh, wherever you get your uh, podcast, but especially iTunes, because it matters more than the others. <laughs> Sorry, SoundCloud and Spotify, but uh, iTunes is uh, what counts. So uh, please uh, send us a review, and we'll read it on the air. Uh, we'd really like to hear from you. Uh, five stars in a review. Hell yeah. Great. Uh, and thank you so much to Luke Van Trest for our theme song and Jorge Riverall for our artwork. You guys fucking rock. I love You're the detective Pikachus of your respective crafts. Love and, y'all, babies. All right. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. Mm. Bye. Pika.